we know you're talking about Friday. That's right. We made it to Friday. That's true, but it's First Friday. And on First Fridays, we dedicate it completely to the Most Holy Eucharist. The Real Presence is what we call this show. We're, we're talking all things about the Eucharist, and we really need your help. I'm Debbie Giorgiani with Jerry Usher. We are the co-hosts of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, your show where we come together, we learn and grow together. And Jerry, I love this show on First Fridays. I love the First Friday devotion. As a matter of fact, right after the show, I will be jumping in the car and heading to Mass. I absolutely love Fridays, and I love talking about the Eucharist. Well, I still have the smell of incense on me. <laughs> oh, you were at Mass. Okay. I just served benediction at the Basilica of St. Paul here in Daytona Beach. So, yeah, we had First Friday Mass and adoration and confessions. Um, what about you, Take-Two family? Do you do anything particularly special or different on the First Fridays of the month? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about that, if you will, 833-288-3986. We can come at the Real Presence from just about any angle that you want to. We can talk about preparing to receive Holy Communion, making a thanksgiving after receiving our Lord in the Eucharist, uh, what going to maybe going to daily Mass means to you. Maybe you were away from the Eucharist for a time, and you have come back to a great love for Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Share whatever you'd like to on this beautiful, sublime, magnificent, majestic topic, 833-288-3986. Blessed Carlo Acutis always said, the Eucharist is the highway to heaven. It's the source and summit of our faith. It's a body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Eucharist is everything, folks. It is everything. And Jerry, as you were saying that, I just it, I was just reminded of the conference, if I might just add, because it's all around the Eucharist. It's entitled Real Presence, Real Power, Eucharistic Life, and the Science of Sainthood. And it's going to be February 23rd through the 25th at the Randolph Riverfront Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. It's part of the fullness of truth. And I'm one of the speakers, and I'm going to be talking all about the Eucharist, which is my favorite, favorite topic. Well, that and angels, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would love for everyone to please register. Do it for yourself. It's during Lent. And give the gift to somebody you love and, and deepen your faith life with a better understanding of the Eucharist. All you got to do is go to fullnessoftruth.org. But I had to slip that in because when you just said real presence, real, you know, and real power, that's what the title of the conference is. And I just think it's important, Jerry, the more conversations we have revolving around the Eucharist, the better off we will all be as Catholic Christians. Well, of course, maybe you might be going to the Real uh, Eucharistic Congress Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis this summer. Tell us about that. How are the preparations going? What are you looking forward to? Um, How much do you look forward simply to going to Mass and receiving our Lord in Holy Communion? Let's talk about this, uh, this beautiful topic today on this first Friday. It is your show. Take it. Run with it. Let's go. Take two family. 833-288-3986. And Debbie, we all know we can't have uh, the Eucharist without the priest and the priesthood and our priests. And I'm going to do this early because I don't want to forget on Monday, our good friend Father John in California, Ontario, California area, is having his 75th birthday on Monday. I believe it's his birthday, but I think he's having a special Mass on Sunday. I'm going to tune into that online and, Mm -hmm. and watch that. So Father John, we just love you so much. And we just thank you for your great prayers and support of the of take two with Jerry and Debbie. 
Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Happy, happy birthday, Father. And for all our priests, we need to pray for our priests, pray for our deacons, our clergy. We really, really must um, uh, lift them up in prayer on a regular basis, folks, because you know, the demons just want to bring the whole church down. They really do because it's, it's so good and, and, and it's, it's God's, you know, and it's so amazing. So the Eucharist is our source and summit of our faith. Very important. You should go to the catechism this weekend and read all about the, the Eucharist. It's very important. If you want some good reading for family time, you should definitely do that and read all about the Eucharist. Go to Mass and really um, immerse yourself in in the Mass in a way that you've never done before. You know, put your put your attention, put your um, your body, your your mind, your spirit, everything focused on the Lord and and see where the Lord can take you. That is so beautiful. The real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Okay, I'm going to lay on the take two guilt now. Don't get started with your weekend yet. Come on, we need your help. Let's go fill up the phone lines. In fact, blow up the phone lines for the Eucharist, okay? Shout it to the world, 833-288-3986. The show is open for business via email as well at take2 at EWTN.com. If you're one of the many watching on the video streams, Facebook or YouTube, hello there to you great folks. I know you love watching the video stream. You can post your comments right there, and some of those will make their way over to us today. Michael um, uh, yeah, Michael McCall is on social media. Charles Beery screening calls today, and Ace McKay is the producer of the program. And you can also post on the show website, which is take2show.com. But we are just looking for real presence lovers here. If you love Jesus' presence in the Eucharist, what, just talk about what it means to you. You know, how it's, it's really kind of a mind-blowing thing. Um, one of my professors in college used to say, the Eucharist is God made man made sacrament. And Jesus humbles himself, condescends to come to us on the altar through the prayers in the hands of the priest. And he, he comes into our very bodies, you know. I talk about a humble God, but that is power. It is super powerful, the Eucharist. Talk about how it's changed your life, maybe, at 833 833- 288-3986. Are you ever moved with emotion when you receive the Eucharist? There are a lot of people that have the, the gift of tears, and, and they really get uh, very emotional when they start to even walk up the, the communion line to receive our Lord. Um, how about you, you prefer to receive on the tongue? Um, and that's how you want to receive our Lord. You know, maybe you have communion rails. Do you have communion rails at your church? We do. I love those. Oh, yeah. They're beautiful. It's so reverent. I love that. How about how about do you feel that, you know, you're kind of saddened that some of your family members, they don't believe, they doubt, they're not sure. Maybe even you've doubted. You know, let's talk about it. We're here to support the body of Christ. Please fill up those last remaining open lines there. It's for you. If you feel prompted by the Spirit, now's the time to step in. Don't wait any longer. Come off the bleachers. Get in the game, folks. 833-288-3986. Did you like that Super Bowl kind of? I did, yeah. We're going to go right to your calls in a moment here. There are several of you on the line already. Matt, excuse me, Charles is a busy guy already today, but there's a couple phone lines open too, so you will not wait at all when you call right now at 833 288-3986. It is Matt Gabensky on the calls today. Okay, we'll be right back. The 
The Real Presence on the first Friday of the month here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And you guys are responding. I love it. Way to go, team. Here's the number, 833-288-3986. And Jerry, before we get to the phones, let me just share with our Take Two family, new scientific evidence for the existence of God by Jose Carlos Gonzalez Hutaro. You'll find empirical evidence for theism in a way that you can easily understand. And it is it explains how atheism uh, twists reality to justify its view by selective skepticism. Wow, that's a tongue twister. New scientific evidence for the existence of God by Jose Carlos Gonzalez Hurtado. Available now by Catholic Shop EWTNRC.com. For new scientific evidence for the existence of God, I love it. It sounds very deep, but I think you're going to walk away learning a lot if you get this absolute amazing book. Wow. You know what? I just have to tell you something real quickly. I love EWTNRC.com. Can I just say that? Mm -hmm, I think I'm addicted to it. Yeah, well, it's a good addiction to have. Do you think? Okay, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to keep it. All right. Yeah. So Marty takes credit cards away from you. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, All right. Well, it is first Friday, and you get a, you get the opportunity to just really uh, proclaim to the world what you think about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, what it means to you, how important it is. And Kyle in McKinney, Texas, got through first, so Kyle gets to go first, watching the video stream on YouTube. Hi, Kyle. Hi. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for calling. Okay. Um, I had called back in May, and I was telling about my first two experiences at adoration and during my second call Mm -hmm. my call dropped and i was really kind of bummed because that was the whole reason why i called to begin with Mm -hmm. we're sorry i don't know if you remember that Mm -hmm. but um and so i wanted to at the end of me describing my first experience debbie you had asked like so what would you tell people that might be out there listening that may or may not be thinking about going to adoration. And so my response to that is, first of all, based on my own experiences, I just wish everyone, Catholic or not, believing or not, feeling worthy or not, would just go to adoration and because you just don't know what could happen. And so what happened to me at my second time I went to adoration was that I went to adoration with the goal of just sitting with him for an hour. And while I'm there, all of a sudden I decide, okay, well, let me see what time it is. So I look at my, I'm sitting on the left side of the chapel. My purse is on my right-hand side. I open it up. I've been sitting there. I look at my phone for like 52 minutes, 53 minutes. I look towards the aisle and... I remembered a show with Mother Angelica in it. I had just started watching EWTN a few months before that, and she had said in this show, just think how loving Jesus is. And I thought, okay, well, all right, but I didn't give much thought to that statement. And so I looked to the monstrance, and I said to Jesus, I said, it's, you know what's so amazing, Jesus? You told us 2,000 years ago, You would never, ever leave us, and you didn't. I said, that's so amazing and awesome. And then I repeated it. I said, I looked. I said, you know what's so amazing? You told us 2,000 years ago you would never, ever leave us, and you didn't. 
I said, you're right here. I said, that's so amazing and awesome. And so I looked from the, I looked at the monstrance and I thought, okay, well, it's probably time to go. So I, I looked from the monstrance to the right of the altar and I have no idea to this day why I said this, but I said, I really don't understand it. And I, all of a sudden in front of me appeared this communion wafer and it was somewhat larger than the ones that we take at communion, but not as large as the ones that they hold up during consecration. And it was being lowered down in front of me and I'm watching it being lowered down and I see this small gold plate with a whole bunch of communion wafers on it. And the initial wafer I saw remained above the plate, not touching, but parallel to it. And then I see myself, well, and then I hear this voice, this male voice, say, I nourish your soul. And then I see myself holding this newspaper out in front of me. And it seems like that when I heard this voice, it seems like I was trying to comprehend what's going on. So I go to look away from this newspaper, and I see again this small gold plate with a whole bunch of communion wafers on it. And then, boom, I can tell I'm standing, and I'm looking straight down like I'm looking over a cliff. But I'm really looking down, and I'm holding in my hands this piece of paper that has four words on it. And as I'm reading it out louder to myself, all of a sudden I hear this voice again. It seems like it's coming from the right-hand side of me. And it says, I nourish your soul. And it was said like that. It was, I nourish, pause, your soul. And I realized at that point that both times I heard this, the first two words were emphasized. And so this happening was like so abrupt and startling to me that my response was, oh, okay, thanks. Now I know. And that's all I could think was, now I know. Now I know the meaning of communion. Now I know. And I'm thinking of the words. I nourish your soul. And I'm thinking, now I know. Now I know. And it's all so clear. And then all of a sudden, I'm moving my head slowly to the left. And I realize that I'm sitting in the pew. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, same lady in front of me, a little to my left. And I look to the right of the chapel. And everything's quiet. And most people are looking straight ahead. A few people are looking down. And all I could think was, now I know. So I get my keys out of my purse, and I wait a couple minutes. I leave. As soon as I get outside the chapel doors, I said, I wonder if this is what the Catholic Church teaches. I'm going to have to look it up. And as I'm walking across the parking lot to my car, all I could think was, now I know. And I'm thinking of the words, I nourish your soul. And I'm thinking, well, of course you do. And as soon as I'm about to reach my car, I turn back towards the chapel and I thought, this message is so clear. And I turned back towards my car and I said, not that I don't care what the Catholic Church teaches, but from now on, whenever I take communion, it will always mean Jesus nourishing my soul. Wow. 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 That's powerful. Oh, so many things we could say. We could talk for hours. Very powerful. Kyle, first of all, um, I'm sorry that the call dropped on your previous uh, time that you were with us, but it was meant to be today. I'm sure there are many souls right now that needed to hear your journey. 
and your story and your understanding. And, and, and I just wanted, wanted to say it, the way you described it, I could feel myself, um, you know, visualizing what it, what it must've, um, felt like and what, what must've come into your soul as you understood these words from, from, from our God. Um, amazing. I nourish your soul. I wrote it down. I nourish your soul. Wow. And the, the beauty of what you experienced now you shared with the world because many, many people are saying, I want to feel that nourishment. I want to feed my soul. I want to feel close to Jesus. I don't know how this is happening. I'm not even sure. I don't know how to even explain it, but I want that. I want what Kyle experienced. And I just want to thank you for, for sharing from your heart and doing it so eloquently. Jerry. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle, for the call. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like food, Debbie. If we don't eat, we're going to die. And spiritually, Jesus says in John 6, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no right. life in you. So right. yes, I nourish your soul. Is uh, You could expect that message to come in an experience like Kyle had. So mm-hmm. thank you, Kyle, very much. We appreciate that. Karen is in Great Falls, Montana, listening on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Karen. Hi, how are you guys? Doing well. So happy that you called. <laughs> Just felt the need to call today and just share the love that I've grown with the Eucharist since COVID. And like I was telling your screener, you know, when you had to sit at home and watch it on TV, mass, and you miss that presence of being in the church and being surrounded by, you know, your fellow church goers and that part of the Eucharist. And I would watch and you know, certain people that were allowed to be there receive Holy Communion. And I just grew such a loneliness for that feeling again, to have that body and blood of Jesus with me. And so when I was, COVID ended and I was able to go back to church, I just grew such a love for the Mass and for being able to receive the body and blood and to have that feeling again of that growth. And today, I try to make every Good Friday, every first Friday. And today, of course, the presentation of our Lord. So our church has a Catholic school, and they did a little procession and honored Mary, giving us Jesus to share our life with. And that just made it even more powerful when I went up and received communion today to think of what they did for us and what Jesus still does for us daily. So I just felt the need to share that. Well, it's beautiful. And yeah, that's, thank you for doing that, Karen, because, you know, a lot of us didn't think we'd ever miss mass until COVID and the pandemic hit and we had to watch, you know, on streaming or something. And just reminds us, you know, a good reminder of how many of our brothers and sisters around the world don't have daily or even weekly, sometimes not even monthly access to the Eucharist because of, you know, various uh, circumstances in their, their, their areas, their countries, what have you, even in the parts of the United States, you know, uh, some priests cover multiple, you know, many, many different parishes and uh you know and they um and they have to cover you know cover a lot of ground and sometimes you know we, we don't even 
realize the great gift that we have. We, we, call, we call holy days of obligation when we, when we quote, we have to go to Mass. I like to call them holy day of privilege. Every day is a holy day of privilege when Mass is offered, Debbie. I think we should do the best we can to get mm-hmm. there and nourish our souls like Kyle was talking you about. You get to go to Mass. You don't have yeah, to. You get, get to. to. It's, it's, it is a privilege. Thank you, Karen, so very, very much um, for that wonderful, wonderful call in sharing your experience. I just want to do a shout out to Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. I, I just want to say thank you to him if he's listening. Um, through you, Jerry, um, but, but from Deacon Harold, um, I got hooked on online adoration because mm-hmm. he, he carries it with him all the time, like on the phone or in, on, on TV. And, and Marty and I are hooked, like completely hooked. On our big screen TVs, we have, we have adoration going pretty much most of the day. And we're constantly walking into the room saying, hi, Jesus. And we're constantly doing that. And I love it. it there's such a, a peaceful feeling in the home. I, I got to thank Deacon Harold. That. And by the way, his show starts Monday. I'm super excited about it. Beacon of Truth. It starts Monday, uh, 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern. I can't wait to tune in. It's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're talking the real presence on this first Friday of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, 833-288-3986. You can participate in the conversation. And Gabrielle is a first-time caller from San Antonio listening on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Gabrielle, thanks for waiting and welcome. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm already getting emotional just hearing everything already. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, I listen to uh, here in San Antonio, it's the Waterloo Radio. I know it's e- e- w- EWTN. And um, it, I'm, I'm 27 years old. <laughs> this is this is something I, I am starting a new generation of Catholic <laughs> family traditions and going through the church. I was, I went to church, you know, every now and then when I was younger, <laughs> and I recently found how much I'm in love with Christ and how much the Eucharist means to me and what He means to me and what I do to, when I receive Him every Sunday, He, um, uh, you know, in my, in my background, I didn't have very much of a dad, and so when I see Jesus, He is my Father, and to know that I get to receive him and be united with him on Sundays, um, it makes me cry every time. Mm-hmm. He said, <laughs> "You got to call in if you're a crier," and that's one of me. I mm-hmm. I do that every time I cry <laughs> because I know I know I'm about to be united with my father that mm-hmm. loves me so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, and yeah. And but, I. But well, I don't. Yeah, go ahead. Those tears are not yes. coming from your eyes, Gabrielle. That's They're right. coming from your heart. Absolutely. <laughs> you have an amazing heart. Mm-hmm. If I, I wish I could love Jesus the way the way it sounds like you do. Debbie, go mm-hmm. ahead. I know you want to I, I totally agree. Gabrielle, you don't ever apologize for those tears. You you have to imagine all of heaven is rejoicing because you get it. You get that that God is, is you are taking a God inside of you. That's how intimate he wants to be. You know, he, he, Jesus said, I came for you to have life and to have it to the full, to the fullest abundance. What does that mean? That's the full use of our senses. So he comes as what? As food, 
as food he because we that's what we have to eat in order to to stay strong and to stay well and and when we take in food it is a very intimate experience you can't just you know you want to eat you want to eat the food that that uh, tastes good and feels good in your body right well he's he's doing exactly that he's coming he's coming into us the way we know how to authentically be human gabrielle you get it you're 27 years old. People wait their whole life to understand what, what, what you have grasped and grasped so deeply in the depths of your heart and soul. Way to go, sweetheart. Keep it up. I love it. You're a first-time caller, but you'll never be a first-time caller again. So call us, and, and we'll just stay in touch. Right, Chair? Who wants that open phone line? 833-288-3986. Anne is next in Colorado. We've got Elaine, Karen, JC in Indiana. And one line open, like I say, talking about the real presence today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. Great to have you with us on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you heading into the weekend. What better way to do that than by talking about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. We say this all the time on this show, and we absolutely mean it. What you share on this show is going to impact your fellow listeners, the members of the Take-Two family. And there are people who are away from the Eucharist right now who once maybe went to Mass. There are a lot of people listening who don't know what we mean by the real presence or the Eucharist. There are people maybe listening who are vehemently uh, opposed to the Catholic understanding of it. We'd, We'd love to talk with you about that, too, on the air if you want to call in. But uh, take two family your takes your lived experiences are having a great impact every day that's why we make this your show at 833-288-3986 okay we'll go back to the phones Anne has been waiting so patiently in loveland colorado on the ewtn app hi Anne. welcome hi debbie hi jerry hi, i'm Anne. so excited to talk to you i am um, i love to get go to daily mass and receive the eucharist and um, I love adoration, and we have a beautiful 24-7 adoration chapel, and I take two shifts over the weekend, and lately my dear friend Sue has started joining me in adoration, and I also love that it's first Friday, and it's also Sue's special decade birthday today on the Feast of the Presentation, so a special day for her, and um, I'm going to take advantage of yesterday's prayer intention day she has recently been diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. so I ask for all the Take-Two family to lift her up in prayer. Mm-hmm. She has a beautiful outlook and disposition and is truly trusting the Lord in this. And in the midst of all that, she has also been taking care of her mom, who has several health challenges, but she's already starting to see some healing in some of the family relationships. Oh, so I just love letting, you, letting me share that with you. Absolutely. And St. Peregrine as well, and all the other saints. And please let Sue know, we will, we will just uh, definitely storm heaven for her, um, for her well-being, okay? Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks, Ann. 833-288-3986. Karen is the name of the day today. We're going to Karen in Connecticut, <laughs> listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Hello, Karen. Hello, Karen in Connecticut. Welcome. Hi, Jerry and Debbie. Um, Hi. So, um, yeah, I, I happen to be reading a card regarding the Eucharistic Miracle in Lanciano, Italy, as I'm listening to your show, which I love this show. Oh, um, thank you. So I, I was moved to call. Um, 
So I, I'm blessed with a parish that uh, out of four churches, one of them still has the communion rail. Mm-hmm. And so the priest, uh, at least the priest that I, at the Mass that I go to, he stands behind the communion rail so people have the opportunity to kneel, to receive a communion rail if they wish. And, and the altar server is there with a patent. So I always, you know, do that. I'm able to do that, so I do that. Um, also, I wanted to mention, of course, I do pray for priests daily, because in my rosary, my daily rosary, and when I pray the Chapel of Divine Mercy, I always pray for priests. Um, and you were so right about the, the, the Mass is a privilege, that we, it is a privilege that we're able to attend Mass, and I pray that we never lose that privilege. And mm-hmm. of course, when I'm praying, I pray that we never lose religious freedom in our country. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's uh, just. I, I ask my children, "You do believe in the true presence, right?" They're adult children. And yes, they do. I'm grateful to hear that. Mm, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because so many, it's just sad that so many people don't. So right. if you know any person, if they go online and look up about Eucharistic miracles, uh, you know it might help them to realize that He is truly present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've used this analogy before, Karen and Debbie and Take-Two Family, but, you know, when something dramatic happens in the world, it is splashed all over the news. It's it's the news cycle 24-7 talks about it nonstop, endlessly, including, you know, just mundane, inane types of things. Well, God becoming a little piece of bread, <laughs> or a little piece of bread becoming God, you know, that's, that's news, you know. Um, but, but, you know, we, we, we can't expect, you know, the world is going to report on Eucharistic miracles, you know, like mainstream media and stuff, but they should. I mean, but, but there just isn't that faith that's there, in the faith that you have, Karen. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so beautiful to hear, you know, that the faith that you have. And you, you're very, very right, you know. We could see in our lifetime, again, another situation where we don't have access to the Eucharist. We pray that that doesn't happen through any kind of other, another pandemic or loss of religious freedoms or whatever. But let us never, Debbie, take for granted the gift that we have, being able to walk up that aisle and consume the flesh and blood of the Savior of the world. Very true. Very true. Karen, you're amazing. You are very blessed to have children that believe in the real presence. So you are, we, uh, Jerry and I in the uh, life coaching ministry that we do uh, with our group, we, we hear so many parents uh, that come to us, their hearts are breaking because their kids have walked away from the Eucharist. And you're, so you're very blessed that your children are still t- tied and connected to the Eucharist. That's awesome, Karen. Yes, and then my, one of my grandsons is making his first communion this year, and I will stress to him about, in fact, my twin sister, she teaches that year, the second grade. She's been doing it for mm-hmm. years. She's a third-order Dominican, and, and so she also, of course, stresses to her students about the mm-hmm. true presence. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, beautiful. God bless her for that. You're talking mm-hmm. to two catechists here. Debbie spent many, many years as director of religious education. Mm-hmm. I'm actually serving in that role, filling in at the parish where I am in, in Florida during my pastoral year as a seminarian here. So we love to hear when people jump in and teach the faith and, and teach mm-hmm. it well and teach it reverently and teach it in an enthusiastic way. So God bless you, Karen. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate Karen. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Thank you. You know, just, yes. I can just insert something for a minute sure. here. Just, um, I read, for my spiritual reading, I use In Conversation with God. It's a seven-volume set by Father, I think it's Fernando, uh, Hernan, uh, I can't remember his last name, but he's, he's Opus Dei. And in today's reading for the presentation, I think it was in there, he mm-hmm. made the, the, he gave me the mental image, Mary, 
Um, Mary, there's one thing. Mary is the greatest of all creatures, high, higher than anybody. But there's one thing she never was able to participate in, and that is the priesthood of Jesus Christ. But she still, at the presentation, I think he made the point that she was the first one really to raise the body and blood of Jesus. As you know, at the presentation, mm -hmm. they raise up the baby to God mm -hmm. and offer the baby to God. And I thought, wow, you know, she was never able to be a priest, but she was the first person to really elevate the body and blood of mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. To the Father. That's amazing that, to think of that. Yeah. I never thought of it. Thank you for Great sharing. Image. That's in oh, that yeah. book? Yeah, yeah. In Conversation with God. In Conversation with God. Wow. I think that's where I, I, I read it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. Great, great things we're hearing here, folks. So stay with us. If you want to call in, uh, you've got to go quickly, 833-288-3986. And we're going to go to JC in Indiana on Sirius XM 130. Hello, JC. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, very well. Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, getting a little nervous, and uh, my wife said, don't worry, you're talking for Jesus, so here goes. Um, I was not born Catholic. My wife was, and um, we've been married 20 years, and we all the family started going to the Catholic Church where we live last Easter, and my son had been attending Catholic schools before then, and I had just been drawn to our particular priest, as had my son. And uh, prior to that, we had never regularly attended a Catholic church for sure. We had, I wasn't Catholic, and I, we had attended various non-denominational churches, but just didn't really get anything out of it. And I remember particularly when I was younger, I became, you know, what's called the born-again Christian type. I remember hearing everybody talking about having this personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and I, truth be told, I, I felt like I was going through a lot of the motions. I'd read my Bible, I'd pray, I'd go to church, uh, but honestly, it wasn't real to me, this personal relationship stuff. And I remember getting mad at God and praying, like, well, this is not real. I have no more personal relationship with you than if I were to read a book about Napoleon. I couldn't honestly say I really know Napoleon. I just sort of after a while, I just said, ah, whatever, and chucked it. And then um, met my wife, and we didn't go to church regularly, but I think our son sort of drew us to it, and we started going to the Catholic Church last April, and finally just said, you know, let's just, I, I need to go to OCIA. There's something real here, and my son was very excited about that. So we started in the fall of 2023, and... I was, of course, very happy with what I was learning in my head about the Catholic Church at OCIA, but my wife, after a while, pulled me aside and she said, you know, you know a lot, you're smart, but stop reading. You just need to experience and let Jesus into your heart. And she's a very emotional, spiritual person, and I would always sort of fight back, saying, well, that's you, you know, God." blesses some people with a special dispensation of really feeling his presence. And she was very adamant. She says, no, I'm not going to accept that. Uh, I, I want you to really make a commitment. Stop reading so much and just go spend time in the Adoration Chapel. I'm not going to accept that you can't really personally experience Jesus like I do. And I said, well, okay, I will, and I promise you I'm not going to make something up just to make you happy, okay? Because I'm not that type of person. I usually kind of guard my emotions, and even in church, is a big deal for me even to raise my hands when we pray to our Father, just sort of one of those uh, uptight kind of guys. 
Um, but I had been feeling the workings of the Holy Spirit, our parish before. I remember one time there was a group of young people who got confirmed and, oh man, it was so emotional. I was just crying. I, my wife was looking at me. I think she knew what was going on. I, said, I just, I, this is too much. Like God, lift your hand from me. You know, it's like really bearing in hard. Well, I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel scared. I just, I guess you'd just say I felt loved, and yet God is sort of pulling me apart. And it's like, oh, I can only handle so much, God. And it would happen this way off and on, not every time. And then I started going to the Adoration Chapel, and darn, um, it's first very serene and peaceful. Of course, my mind starts saying, ah, you know, it's just so quiet. That's what it is. It was more than that. And it got to, and oh, I do remember one thing. This really got to my wife, and she's cradle Catholic. Our priest, we were talking with him about some things after Mass or a meeting, and he said, hey, do you see that little light in there in the um, in the church? And I said, yeah. He said, well, that means Jesus is home. And he kind of made a funny joke, like, yeah, it's kind of like in a Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> but that really affected her. Like, he was talking about Jesus, like, he's real, he's there. You can just see him, can't you? And talking about going to the Adoration Chapel, and he was saying, oh, yes, and if, if you ever want to, you can go and keep Jesus company. I mean, it was not theoretical, not theological, like, oh, yes, I know that Jesus is there because I blessed the host myself. No, he's talking about him like he's his best friend, he's just as real as his brother. And that really affected my wife and eventually got to me, too. And I started going to Adoration Chapel and just I would just really start to feel God's presence there. And I wasn't making it up. And it got to be where if I didn't go to Adoration Chapel for a few days, I'd say to my wife, hey, I, I miss Jesus. Let's go visit him. And I have seen amazing miracles in our life. You talk about Eucharistic miracles. I've seen our marriage healed because I'm a jerk. And I did some things my wife I'm not proud of. Nothing abusive, but just, you know, not just being emotionally insensitive and just being a typical American guy. And, um, I, I, you know, I've seen how it's affected her. We have a better marriage. We pray together. We go to Mass together. We mm-hmm. weren't doing this before. God knows we tried going to various non-denominational churches and just couldn't feel it. It was like, eh, whatever, we're just going through the motions and would skip the music because it was really, I don't know, I just didn't get anything out of the music. We'd just show up for the sermon and we'd get bored. Right. And now... I love, we all love going to the Mass. And even though I can't take the Holy Eucharist yet, mm-hmm. yeah, I still yeah. get something out of it. Yeah, And it's just well, amazing. Uh, I've seen healing everywhere. Well, uh, JC, let me just jump in real quickly because I just want, there's so many things I want to say, but I have to zero in on this real quickly. Um, do you feel comfortable? I, I brought the prayer book out because you're, you're in OCIA, and just for our listeners' sake, um, OCIA is uh, the Order of Christian Initiation of Adults. It was formerly RCIA, which is the Rite of Christian Initiation. And same process, you're, you're learning about the faith, you're coming into the faith. It's the... Um, the, the, the um, baseline understanding of our faith and it's beautiful it's a great process everybody should be in ocia everyone i think it's amazing um and uh, and kudos to your um formation leaders there that are doing that program also um 
Uh, JC, I just want to say if we put you in the prayer book, because what an amazing journey you're on. It's it, you're, you are transforming as, as, as you go through this process, you can hear it in your words. It, you are evolving. You are coming into, I believe the fullness of what God wants for you, JC, because you're seeing the fruits of it with your, your beautiful wife in your marriage. Do you feel comfortable? Cause we brought the prayer book out. We're going to journey with you. Do you feel comfortable giving us your precious wife's first name? I just love her. I love Love that she just kept challenging you to go deeper in a relationship. I think you two are probably make just an adorable couple. Can do you feel comfortable giving us her first name? She says she's okay. Her name's Ruby, and she is truly the most amazing person. I don't deserve her, and I keep telling her, "Wow, it's like you're my personal sponsor through OCIA." She really, she really knew what to say to me when I needed it. So yeah, that's her name. Beautiful. Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll be praying for both of you and all your entire family, JC, in fact. And give, give us a call back, you know, after uh, after you are initiated fully, you know, brought into full communion with the church, I presume at the Easter Vigil. We would love to hear from you in the next uh, few months because yes. actually Ash Wednesday comes in about a week and a half. So, JC, thank you so much. God bless you. Your pr- our prayers go with you. Mm-hmm. Just wanted, you mentioned Deacon Harold Brick Sivers a few minutes ago. Just I yesterday, did. I was watching a video of him speaking at the Priests Deacon Seminarians Conference mm-hmm. at Franciscan University of Steubenville. The video folks, look this up. Deacon Harold, My Flesh for the Life of the World. It is an eye-popping, I mean, I, I, I have a degree in theology and philosophy, two years of seminary studies behind me, and I learned a lot by watching this video about the Eucharist, and it just, if, if you're not just madly in love with the Eucharist before you watch this video, I think you will be. So it's called My Flesh for the Life of the World, Deacon Harold Sivers. So and real quickly, before we go back to the calls, Debbie is on another show on Saturdays. It's called The Spirit World. Way to go, Debbie. Debbie and Adam Bly. And this week, Debbie and Adam team up to help you get spiritually prepared. Um, what, what do we need to be aware of? That's the week, this weekend on The Spirit World. And that's uh, Saturday mornings at 11 Eastern and Sunday nights at 7 Eastern right here on EWTN Radio. Thank you for mentioning that. It's being spiritually prepared if you sign up for an event or a training, like a deliverance ministry or something like that. If you want to go and, or, and get involved in something like that, we, we're going to go through the steps of being spiritually prepared before you enter into that environment. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Very it's pretty interesting. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to look up Deacon Harold's presentation on that. Uh, Elaine is up next. Uh, Look at Indiana Go. You guys are amazing today. We've got like four or five calls from Indiana. Elaine in Fort Wayne, Indiana, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Um, I, you know, you just so much. I mean, my husband and I have been married for 33 years, and Right, about the time we met, there was a perpetual adoration chapel that started in Indianapolis, and somebody invited me there, and to be quite honest, first time I thought, well, I don't just have time to sit here, and, you know, it's like, gosh, you know, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm telling the one who made me, who loves me the most, I don't have time to be with you, and we just, it has been amazing. On our wedding night, before we went on our honeymoon, we stopped over with our, our young gown on and everything, and went through the perpetual adoration of the Eucharist, and just, he has been so much a part of our life. We were so glad to help with the, under the supervision of a sister in Indianapolis to get one started on the other side of town when we were first married. Then we moved out east, and, and we were not, you know, we tried to promote some, but there were some in the area, and the ones in our church didn't 
we would be, you know, uh, honor them, but um, it just didn't take off as much. And, but it, it, you know, he has just done, I mean, I know I don't have to tell you, um, you know, I, this, this is my favorite show you guys have about the Eucharist. You know, everything I read, because we're, I'm in charge of this, uh, we have one day a month at our church and just pray that we would have, a, you know, adoration just to flourish. That's my dream. I just feel like that is, that is the salvation of our world, you know, and you read that say, you know, every time someone comes from the Eucharist, the whole world drops close Just like with our world as it is, we can't do a lot, but the way we can do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just sit there with them. And, you know, I've been through a lot in my life, and, you know, just I've had emotional stuff, and he has been the greatest physician. And like the caller that was on, I feel the same about my husband. He was just ordained a deacon a year ago, oh. and I don't, I don't deserve him, you know. And it is more that we, we are so blessed to be, he likes to go, and I do too, an hour before Mass in the morning, and just then sitting there and praying in front of the tabernacle before Mass starts. And I can tell you, if I weren't Brother Hubert, I know that, you know, I would just be, it would not be, the best version of me, and I'm still working on it. Just being well, in Lane, front of, have you been to the St. Jude Adoration Chapel? I'm sure you have been in Fort Wayne. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is wonderful. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm laughing because of all the many trips I made to Fort Wayne when I used to host uh, Redeemer Radio Sherathons. Um, you probably know the name Ed Dom. Uh, he is deceased now, but folks, please say a prayer today for Ed Dom and his soul. I mean, if that man didn't make it straight into heaven, I have no chance of making it at all because he was the one, Elaine, as you probably know, he was the man behind that Adoration Chapel, which has now been, it, 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 it's, it boasts hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hours of adoration, perpetual adoration. It's been going for a, a very long time. Elaine, what, isn't that a great gift to Fort Wayne? Oh, it is. And, you know, he's the one that actually helped Sister Mary and Schumann in Indianapolis get the adoration oh, started down did. there. Wow. Yeah. I'll bet he did. He used to have these laminated little business card size laminated oh. cards, and he would he would hand them out and, and give them to anybody he, he encountered. He'd say he'd give, he had directions oh. to where the adoration chapel was. Elaine, thank you so much for yes. uh, calling in. What a beautiful way to start your marriage and, and your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Of course, with Jesus, it's a we, there's a lot of nuptial imagery between us and Jesus, the bride of Christ, and he's the groom. So that was so very, very fitting. Thank you, Elaine. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Um, takes me back to a time in Fort Wayne at that Adoration Chapel. I've spent yeah. some time there a lot of times. Yeah, you, you told me about great times yeah. you spent in uh, Fort Wayne. Uh, Bernadette is up next in uh, Bay Area in California on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Bernadette. Hi, I'm so happy to be able to speak to you both about this topic, especially. Um, I was going to start when I was a little girl. My father, we were uh, at Mass, and I used to see how you fool around at Mass. And I remember him in the Eucharist pointing to Jesus and saying, that's Jesus on the altar. And it, I think it was from that moment on, I always thought everybody talked to Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had this innocent little ridiculous uh, people thought, of, what are you talking to Jesus? couldn't believe my husband never did that. And anyway, so make a long story short, when then as I became an adult and my son was tiny, was a baby, I used to trade off with another woman who took care of my son, and I would go to a prayer group. And at this prayer group, a woman um, was handed out pamphlets to uh, Pope John Paul II about the Eucharist. 
and how important it was. I think she got it started at our church for, they only got it like on Fridays between 7 and noon. And so I started going on Fridays between 7 and noon. And one day I was utilizing my time on Friday cleaning my house. My friend had my son. And um, I'm at doing dishes, and I heard in my heart, I heard, come and see me, come and visit me. Something, this is like 34 years ago, 33 years ago, that the words were very, and I'm like, what the heck is that? And then I looked at my watch, and it was 11 o'clock. And so I thought, adoration is at this time. I thought about it. So I went to the adoration chapel, and as I walked in, there was not a soul there, but Jesus on the altar by himself. And I really feel in my heart, unless if you've heard God speak to you, if you've heard the Spirit speak to you, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's just there. You just know it. Words. Yeah. And I really believe He spoke to me. And I, wow. since then, I've talked to, I've, I've taught second grade uh, communion, uh, first communion. I'm retired now. And I also taught high school religion. And I really felt that has always carried me through, and I was able to always uh, evangelize. Wow. Bernadette, you have made the most of that. A lot of fruit has come from your time in adoration, and just to hear the Lord say to you, come and be with me, that's really all it's about. We had a previous caller say, you know, initially, um, I, I don't have time to just come and sit here and do nothing. Well, we're not sitting there and doing nothing. We're being nourished and fed by Jesus so very, very beautifully and so much. So thank you, Bernadette, mm -hmm. for sharing that with us. Iris, also in Indiana, first-time listener. We have about uh, one minute, Iris, but we wanted to get you in. Welcome. Thank you for uh, receiving my call. Um, I'm watching this on YouTube and saying hi to everybody. And the thing is, I want to look for um, a church. I want to a uh, Christian church, but I didn't like it. I left. Um, the thing is, the weirdest thing that happened to me is that... Um, the radio kept, kept, you know, moving, and that's how I found you guys. And I'm like, this is so my you, you, you just You just found this show today, Iris? No, it's been last year, actually. Oh, okay. I've been, yeah, last year. Okay. And so... Well, tell you what, Iris, if you've got... you. I think you wanted to talk a little bit about finding, you're looking, searching for a church or something. If that's the case, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but if that's the case, send us an email, take2 at EWTN.com. Okay, we'll, we'll watch for your name, Iris, take2 at EWTN.com, and we can point you towards some people in your area who can maybe help you find a church that you'd be a good fit in. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mary in Indiana, sorry you hear that music. What, Debbie, these shows are just amazing. I hate to end these conversations. I do as well, Jerry, but we want to wish our wonderful uh, well, thank you to the show team, Matt and Ace and Michael. You guys are awesome. But the Take Two family, you are amazing. Now you can get started with your weekend, folks. Until Monday, have a beautiful and blessed weekend and this feast of the uh, presentation of the Lord. Wow. We'll see you real soon.